Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. Good morning. It's Monday, May 4th. This is Blake Wilson, Lifeline's Vice President of Operations. And today we're going to be starting a new study in the book of Ezekiel. So Ezekiel chapter 1 is where we are going to be hanging out today. Um, and really just starting today as a journey through the book of Ezekiel, looking at his, um, at his life, at his visions, as his communication um, to those who are in captivity um, during the exile to, to Babylon. So Ezekiel's where we're going to be for the next um, next few months um, as our as our staff, and really, as we jump into this, I really want us to to look at um, how he is utilizing and leveraging where he is in this state of life to further the gospel, um, to share and prophesy about about what the Lord is doing, and reminding those Jewish exiles that God is in control in all things. So for context, I want to read a little bit of a, of a commentary and overview um, about the life of Ezekiel and really looking at the book of Ezekiel um, as a whole. So it says this, this book chronicles his life and ministry. And as soon as he receives his call as a prophet and the commissioning as a watchman for the people of Israel, he immediately begins to preach and demonstrate God's truth. So you're going to see next week as we look at chapters 2 and 3 how quickly Ezekiel acts on what God has called him to do. So during this time, he's predicting the approaching siege and destruction of Jerusalem. So he's talking about um, these visions that he's having and ultimately the repayment and the destruction of sin because of because of the Lord's wrath um, of his judgment on, on Israel. So um, he is he is reminding them that their sin, that their idolatry, their serving of other gods has not gone unnoticed, and that they will be repaid with the Lord's coming judgment. So he's he's he is shooting them straight. He's telling them some hard things um, as we look through the book of of Ezekiel, um, and, and ultimately he challenges them to to turn from their sin and turn from their wicked ways, and then ultimately he talks through the judgment of what um, the Lord will do, which is much of these visions that you're going to read. Um, and then lastly, as this book concludes, it talks about the message of hope, um, of the hope of Christ, you know, the faithfulness of God, of those future blessings coming to the people of Israel as we round this out. So really, you know, it's it's easy to look at this and, and read some hard things and and talk about the doom and the gloom. And actually, you know, in my my Bible, as we launch into this, um, it says in, in red bold letters, messages of doom. Um, and I think it's very it's very easy for us to get stuck there. But I think what I want us want us to look at today in Ezekiel chapter one is yes, the vision of what the Lord has given him. But ultimately, let's keep in context of where Ezekiel is and what he is facing in this season of exile. So it says here in Ezekiel 1.1, it says, In my thirteenth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kabar River, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth of the month, it was the fifth year of exile, in the king, exile of the king Jehoiachin, 
And the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, by the Kabah River in the land of the Babylonians, where the hand of the Lord was upon him. So let's remember that this was a season of exile. Ezekiel, along with others, were 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 moved um, into captivity into Babylon um, from Jerusalem. So they were not they were not home. Um, they were they were taken taken captive. This is actually outlined again this event in Second Kings twenty four. I'm not going to read all of this, but just for context, so you understand the state of Ezekiel's life and where he is. It says, At that time, the officers of Nebuchadnezzar, this is in 2 Kings 24, um, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, advanced on Jerusalem. He laid siege, siege on it, and Nebuchadnezzar himself came into the city. It says that the king and others surrounded to him. And this is what it says down in verse 13. It says, As the Lord had declared, Nebuchadnezzar removed the treasures from the temple of the Lord and from the royal palace. And he cut up the gold articles that Solomon, king of Israel, had made for the temple of the Lord. He carried all Jerusalem into exile, all the officers and fighting men and all the skilled workers and artisans, a total of 10,000, but only the poorest of the land were left. So 10,000 people were led into captivity from Jerusalem. And they were taken to Babylon. So 10,000 people. Of those 10,000 people, Ezekiel is one of those. So Ezekiel was was studying to become a priest. And ultimately he thought his life was on this path. But ultimately he was dealt and handed circumstances that were beyond his control. Um, and, and I think that often I can relate to that and, and get distracted of the circumstances around me. I think it's easy for us to look um, at what is right in front of our face and to lose sight on what the Lord has called us to do. And I love how the Lord came to Ezekiel in this state of exile when he was when he was in an in a foreign land where he was un, um, unfamiliar with his surroundings. But the Lord came to him and gave him this vision. And it says that the hand of the Lord was upon him. So the first thing I want us to, to do is say, let's not get distracted by what is around us. Let's, let's rely upon the Lord in all that we do and realize that he has us where he has us for a reason. You know, and if, and if you look around right now where we are, all we see is, is a time of uncertainty, a time of sickness, a time of stress, a time of unknown. Um, but what are we doing with where the Lord has us planted? You know, in this season of uncertainty, um, what are we doing to share Christ with those around us? You've got Ezekiel, who is among um, other exiles along a, along a riverbed, and he has this vision from the Lord. And you'll see as we study the book of Ezekiel, he begins to share this message with them. He begins to share about um, the payment of their payment of sin, that their worship of of idols and idolatry has not gone unnoticed. That the Lord is a God of wrath. That the God is a God is a God of judgment, but ultimately, at the end of the day, He is a He is also a loving God, and He can offer forgiveness um, for those that that repent. So He begins to share some hard things um, with with His other exiles as He is among them on the Kabar River. So, what are we doing with those who are or with those circumstances that are right in front of us? 
Secondly, I think um, as believers, we, we have to remember the importance of staying focused on God in all things, to keep our eyes on Him, to look straight ahead. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 1, part of this vision um, that he describes in verses 9 and verses 12, um, he talks about these creatures that he sees. And in verse 9, it says, The wings of one touched the other. Each one went straight ahead, and they did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had a face of a human being. There was a lion, there was an ox, there was an eagle, there was a human. I mean, he says in verse 12, Each one went straight ahead. Wherever the Spirit would go, they would go. And he references this numerous times through Ezekiel chapter 1, of they went straight ahead, and wherever the Spirit would go, they would go. You know, this ultimately reminded me of um, of Joshua chapter one um, of this one of one of my favorite um, verses and passages is Joshua chapter one and this is really um, as Moses is in a position of authority you know he's moved from being Moses's aide to now Joshua is leading the children of Israel he is their commander he is their chief and he's relying on the Lord and this is what Joshua or this is what the Lord tells Joshua in um, Joshua chapter seven, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. A verse you've all heard before, but it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law of my servant Moses. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of, law, of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. He says, do not turn to the right or to the left. And I think you can look at this passage um, in Ezekiel. And you, to me, I, you look at the these creatures how they, they would continue to go straight ahead. Where the Spirit would go, they would go. You know, I think of Joshua being in a sense of, of transition, in a sense of uncertainty, in a sense of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a young leader after following, you know, after following Moses. Um, what do I do? And, and, and the Lord reminds him. He says, you don't, you don't turn from the left to the right. You stay focused on me and all that you do and keep this book of law on your lips. Meditate on it remember it, um, remember the words of the Lord. And I think that it's easy for us to get distracted. It's easy for us to get to get discouraged, but we can't allow um, our circumstances to, to hold us captive and get us distracted. We have to focus on what the Lord has called us to do and keep our eyes on Him in all things. Let's not get discouraged by the media. Let's not get discouraged by the news or distracted by those things that are around us or those things that maybe were not in our plans. But let's stay focused on who the Lord has called us to be and what He and the task at hand. And that was modeled for us as we look um, at Joshua and Moses. Um, the last thing that I want to look at is uh, is to serve God faithfully where wherever you're planted. Um, and I and I think that. In this in this season, we can get distracted with uh, discontentment. You know, we can be, we can grow discontent with our routine. You know, if you're like me, sometimes you lose sight of what day it is because you seem to do the same thing over and over. 
you know, the tasks are a little different, but the, but the schedule is the same. You know, you don't, you don't really leave. You, uh, you're quarantined or um, you have very limited social interaction, right? Your kids want to go somewhere, but you can't. You get up, you know, my wife, my wife says, um, we, we were joking earlier and she just, she said, let me tell you what I'm going to do today. I want to get up. I want to have my coffee. I'm going to load the dishwasher. I'm going to do homeschool. I might do a load of laundry and I might check the mail. And I'm going to do the same thing again tomorrow and then the next day. Um, so it's just, it's funny, the season that we're in, but but what are we doing to serve God faithfully during this season? And much of it is to disciple and mentor our children and our families. You know, this is a unique season in our world. It was a unique season in the life of Ezekiel. He was in captivity 500 miles away from everything that he knew. But what he did <clears throat> when he received this message from the Lord, he immediately acted on it. He immediately began to share this vision of the judgment of the Lord coming. Um, you know, what are we doing with where the Lord has us? When the Lord speaks to us, what are we doing with that knowledge? Are we meditating, as we read in Joshua, on his word? Are we discipling our children? Are we discipling our spouses and those that, that we are able to interact with during these few months? Are we faithful with where the Lord has planted us? You know, my, my favorite, um, one of my favorite passages is 1 Timothy chapter 6. And, and this is a, a passage that I remember reading for the first time as a middle school student. And it has been highlighted and underlined in every Bible that I, that I have because I often forget this. And, and I think the Lord used it, has used this passage so many times in my life as I'm making decisions that affect um, affect my family. And this is what 1 Timothy 6 says, verses 17 through 19. It says, Command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up a treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming of age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. The Lord is, has used this in my, in my life um, so often because he's reminded me that in order to find fulfillment and satisfaction, it only comes through him. It comes through serving him and, it, and, and the life that I desire will only come through my complete devotion to him. You know, he, he says this is a firm foundation so that I can find true life. And it's, it's not to put my hope in other things. It's not to look at the circumstances around me and to be discouraged because they are not my plans or they're not what I thought was going to happen. It's not to put my hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but it is to put my hope in God. And this is what Ezekiel does, and this is what we're going to see play out in his life over this study. You know, Ezekiel worked um, for God uh, right where he was, right where he was planted, um, right where the Lord had called him. And that was among all these colonies of exiles along the riverbed um, in a foreign land. And, and, and everything they knew in Jerusalem was 500 miles away. Um, but what Ezekiel did was he helped the people understand that oh, although they were far from home, they did not need to be far from God. And that's what I want us to be encouraged with today is that though we may be um, in, a, in a different season of our lives, though we may be 
far from the structure and the routine that we're used to. We're not far from God. God is right here with us. Right here in the middle of it, of the time of uncertainty, God is with us. So let us be encouraged um, encouraged today uh, for all that he is doing in the life of, of each and every one of us, of our listeners, um, as well as the life of and the ministry of Lifeline. So today, um, we're going to close out our time um, in a time of prayer. Uh, today at, at Lifeline, we are focusing on uh, the country of Bulgaria. Um, so we're going to be praying for, for Bulgaria specifically over the course of this week. Um, today, specifically, um, focusing on those children. Um, and in the country of Bulgaria, we've got a phenomenal team that is leading efforts there, our Eurasia team. Um, and, and much of the need for this country is really for some of those um, harder-to-place children. Um, you know, sibling groups, uh, some of those children who have uh, a more substantial medical need, or even older children. And I think often we can see this around the world in kids that are lingering in the system due to um, having too many brothers or sisters, or or because of, you know, they may be 13 or 14 years old. You know, things that are completely out of their control and things that they would not change um, to begin with. So let us pray today um, for the children and the waiting children in Bulgaria, also the Roma children who are um, often uh, discarded just because of their background and and just because of um, things out of their control, they are discriminated against. So those those children are often not cared for in their country, but the Lord has given us the chance to minister to them and given us the chance to to travel um, and educate and spend time with these children. Um, so let's just pray for the country of Bulgaria and that the Lord will continue to work through the ministry of Lifeline. Let's pray. God, we are grateful for the chance to serve you another week. God, in the midst of a, of a season of turmoil and things that um, are different than what we expected, God, we pray that we keep our eyes on you in all things. Lord, may we not get distracted and discouraged by what we read and what we see, but God, may we stay hopeful and be reminded that you are, um, you are sovereign in all things. And Lord, that none of this is catching you by surprise. Um, and God, may, may we look at the life of Ezekiel in the coming weeks and, and be encouraged by um, his devotion to you. God, may we remember that you are, um, you are a, a faithful father. God, you are a God of judgment. God, you are a God of wrath. And God, you do not let sin go unnoticed. But Lord, we also know that you are a forgiving God, that you are a loving Father. And Lord, may we rest in that. God, may you um, continue to give us opportunities to serve well in the country of Bulgaria, God. And today we just pray specifically for these waiting kids. Um, the Lord, Lord, the ones who were searching for a family, desiring a family, dreaming of a family, God, may you prepare um, our families. Lord, um, the listeners of this podcast, the people that we interact with daily um, in our communities, the people we worship with at our churches, God, may you use us to raise awareness for these kids. Lord, may you use us to speak on their behalf. Um, Lord, just to... Um, 
Lord, to, to let people know the need, to raise awareness for the need, God, and to share the stories of these beautiful children in the country of Bulgaria. So God, we pray for protection. We pray for encouragement for them now as they wait. And Lord, may you prepare families here in the United States that are open to bringing large sibling groups, older children, Lord, more children with special needs, whatever those things may be, into their home. Um, Lord, to where they can love, disciple, and care for them. And Lord, and ultimately, may they hear about the hope that only you have. So Father, we ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study.